0: Chris Paul gets in, another wide-open three. Pierre Cardin. first <laughs> the Booker for the long jumper. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, yeah we working for that championship ring. We the Valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. No. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah. Yeah, we working for that championship reign. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. Chris Paul bring a dinner with the dish. D Book on the corner with the switch. We the valley, hating with the dunk. Pulse now out the crowd, getting pumped. We the best, I ain't talking about Cali. Who's next? Never winning in the valley. Can't wait for that championship rally. Send them home, send them back to Cali. Stand up. Down for the Suns, put a finger in there, air we number one P-H-O-E-N-I-X, Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next Yeah, we working for that championship ring We the Valley, it ain't nothing but a thing P-H-O-E-N-I-X, Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next Yeah, we working for that championship ring We the Valley, it ain't nothing but a thing
1: Welcome to the first ever episode of Aussie Suns Fans Podcast. And we are here today. With, uh, we have available, or uh, the people who were available and showed up, uh, Cable, Cable, welcome along. Thanks for having me. Uh, we've got Nate, not to be Thank confused you. with Nathan.
2: <laughs> we've been through that.
1: <laughs> and myself, Gavin, I will host We Are Your Big Three um, when it comes to the NBA, you must have a big three and we are it. So let's hope you enjoy uh, what we're going to give you over the next, uh, let's be honest, probably 15 minutes, but let's try and stretch it out a little <laughs> bit longer. Um, boys, the uh, Suns, Suns fans group for Australia, it's been a great initiative. I started it uh, basically because I was sick of the uh, American Suns fans groups. Uh, the whining and the bitching, but also because Amen. I didn't, I didn't actually know how many fans we had in Australia um, for a while there. I thought I was the only one, but what a, what a takeoff it's been with the page. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think
3: it's definitely something I've wondered for a while that uh, I was definitely a very loyal and passionate sons fan for a long time. And you, you play basketball with mates and a lot of them sort of have their teams or they, follow LeBron or they follow a particular player. They don't really stick hardcore to a team. Or Although sometimes I feel like from my generation, the cop-out was you're either a Lakers fan or you're a Bulls fan or one of those other big teams. That's you fun. don't, you don't really see too many team uh, people really commit to the smaller franchises and, and well, especially in the last few years, us not really being uh, a good side, Uh yeah, it's hard to sort of find other people that were passionate about the Suns. And then slowly over the last couple of years I've, you know, just somehow it comes up in conversation. There's the odd guy that you meet. He's like, oh, I'm a massive Suns fan and rah, rah. So I have met a couple and I invited them to the group as soon as I found out it existed But at the start of the playoffs. So I'm a new member. So I'm glad there's a place for us Aussies, I guess.
2: Well, I got news for you, cable. We'll get ready for a fresh revolution of bandwagon fans
1: ready to get bitch slapped
2: because <laughs> they're coming. <laughs> well,
1: not, that they're, not that there's a problem with that, because reality is that's how we get the fans. The fans, they, yeah. we're all bandwagon fans at some stage. None of us were born in Phoenix. We get that, um, but the reality is, at the end of the day, the reason we started following the fans, uh, the Suns, we, we'd all have different reasons, but we were all bandwagon fans at some stage. And look, at, I'm I in the
2: there that light again, Gav. I'll just take over too. That, um, you call us bandwagon fans back in the day, but I'm, I'm sure we pretty much quickly learnt more than five players' names on our roster. <laughs> I can't say that about too many Warriors fans these days.
1: No, that, that's <laughs> absolutely true. <laughs> I
3: remember when oh, so, so, you yeah, remember, yeah, remember when the Warriors were absolute junk, and I reckon yeah. I remember you know, many years ago. I mean, look, I'll, I'll straight up say I've never been to the stage yet. It's still on the bucket list to do some, you know, get to Phoenix, go watch the Suns, all that sort yeah. of stuff. But over the years, I've had different times where I've almost gone and, you know, saving up money and looking for a bit of a trip. In the early 2000s into the mid-2000s, the cheapest ticket you could buy for an NBA game was the Golden State like Warriors because they were rubbish. <laughs> no one would go. And and yeah, like you look, you you not think about going to the Lakers or even Phoenix and some of the other big places. You go, oh geez, the t- ticket prices are really expensive. But you go, oh, if I want a really good seat and watch a game of basketball, the Warriors is the best place to go. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And it was um, it was uh, you're absolutely spot on. And some of the trash that the Warriors rolled out in those years, mm, um, I out know, on that's... the court was was embarrassing, really, for the franchise. It was embarrassing. But look, they, they turned it around. They they did similar to what we did. Um, they became a dynasty because they recruited well. They got those guys to stick around and they created a good, strong franchise. And that's what we're doing now with the Suns. And it's it's been a long time since Nash and uh, Murray and these guys. So it's really, really good mm-hmm. to, to see that um, it's finally coming together. So... Before we roll into what we've set up as an agenda, a couple of warnings here for the people that are out there. There will be foul language in this podcast. (laughs) There will be drinking in this podcast. And there will be smoking cigarettes, mainly by me because I'm outside. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number three, as you've already seen, I will go dark every now and again because I have four children who are way too loud. So I'm sitting in the shed and it is eight degrees and freezing. But for you guys, it's always worth it. So, you
2: look like our Espo, Gav.
1: <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks. You're our Espo. Hopefully we get to that level. <laughs> That's what we want to get to. We want to get to that level at some stage. We'll, we'll grow that big. I've got no doubt about it. Um, so effectively, what we're going to do is we're going to go through a weekly uh, wrap-up of the, of the Suns page. Might be a little bit boring, but uh, I'll just push through that in a couple of minutes just to give people an idea of where the page is. Uh, then we will nominate uh, each of us will nominate our sons fan Aussie sons fan of the week. Um, so somebody from the group who has done the done the uh, most work uh, has been the most most prominent, whether that be on the page or in the messenger, the live messenger chat. Um, and then between us, we will decide who that is. We will have a flog of the week, darkness,
2: which is going to be you pretty soon.
1: It's going to be me <laughs> very shortly. We are going to have a flog of the week who um, basically can come from anywhere. Uh, We will have a segment called, who do we want to have a beer with? Um, Which I think is very, very important. Again, that person can come from anywhere. Uh, And then we will operate a little bit of a crystal ball um, where we will look at the games that are coming up. And depending on how often we sort of get moving and and have these uh, podcasts, uh, we'll certainly look at tomorrow's game and uh, depending on how long it takes Cable to get this up. Uh, Tomorrow, of course, the Suns play game one versus the Nuggets. And what we will do is put together an Aussie Suns fan multi, uh, which I'll go into a little bit deeper later on in the podcast when we get to that segment. So to start off with, I just want to speak about the wrap-up. In the last month or last week, we had 57 new requests to the page, um, which gave us a grand total of 283 members, The best part of that is that 239 of those members are currently active on our page, whether that's engaging in likes, commenting, or posting themselves. Um, We had 139 posts in the last week with 937 reactions. Our top post of the week was from John O'Graham, and his question was, "Who, who here has attended a Suns game? And we had plenty of reactions there, people giving feedback on what games they've been to, um, where they've been to games. Our top contributors, um, Cal, uh, one of our American uh, ringings into the Aussie Suns yeah. fans page. How many, how many have we 20...
2: got from America now, Gav? Uh,
1: we actually have 67 members from America. What? We have, uh, Yeah, we have <laughs> 175 from Australia, 14 from the Philippines, three from New Zealand, two from Mexico, um, two from uh brazil two from i don't even know what this country is Uh, (laughs) one one from canada one from one from hong kong which is our mate carl buxton carl well done this is my favorite we have one member from botswana (laughs) didn't know they had computers there should i laugh that loud i did not do the research into who our member from botswana is but that's fantastic (laughs) Personally, I think they've yeah. probably got an NBA league pass that is running on a VPN from Botswana and just don't change. Ah, uh, gotcha. Because so, I was going to say, or oh, yeah. otherwise, he's a seven foot big bugger. So, well, maybe we might, he might be our backup center for DA. Yeah. So that's, that's, it, that's our could wrap you up. Use one? Yeah, absolutely, so, we could.
3: So, just, just out of curiosity, that, that was the one thing I sort of, you know, again, I'm a newer member. So I was, I don't know. Maybe I was naive, and I thought everyone was going to be from Australia. But then, obviously, there was a couple of things said that I'm. Oh, hang on, he sounds American. Yeah. Uh, are we dealing with expats, or there are some Americans that just want to be part of an actual a uh, good good
1: good group? Well, initially, initially we when we created the group, and and Nath was one of the our original. Um, members of the group. I got
2: that uh, little foundation logo that pops up and makes me That's feel happy it. every time I look at the page,
1: yeah. <laughs> Ian, <laughs> Ian also was uh, one of the foundation members, and what, what, we, what we said at the start was that we were going to try and keep this predominantly Australian fans. That, that was our goal, um, mainly because I think a lot of us joined the group based off the back of um, the fact that we were frustrated with a lot of the American groups and a lot of the content that happened in those groups. What happened over time was, we started to bring in a couple of uh, group members that were probably a little bit notorious. They weren't expats, um, but they were notorious Suns fans from some of these American groups. And one of our favorites is Mike Sanchez who does his uh, weekly Cam's Corner, and Mike's an absolute ripper to have in the group. And we worked out that those things were really positive. It added a lot of value to the group. Mm. We did set a a really strong group of rules, though, at the top of the page, which effectively said that if you came in and you put a Suns fan offside, you were going to be booted. Um, And unfortunately, after our fantastic win against the Lakers, we had our first couple of instances (laughs) of that this week. Mm. Um, But the reality is that the... The, the reality is at the end of the day, the group was made for Australian Suns fans, Australian expats. Um, I think Carl is absolutely one of them. Nope. From o, He's over in Hong Kong. Um, but the group is for Australians to get together and talk about the Suns. So we have started letting others in, but the minute they slip up, they'll be gone. Do you either of you have any other questions about the group? Now's the best time to get them. Out. No, it's not a question, it's probably an apology. Um, because I
3: actually did get Mike offside, uh, he misunderstood. Uh, he kept mentioning the, the Geelong cats and putting that on a poster <laughs> at the game, and someone already sort of said, No, we don't, no one likes Geelong, or you know, it's not really, yeah, that was me. To <laughs> the, rel- you, that relative I mean. to the post, <laughs> and then. Then I, I feel like it was a day or two later he brought it up again and I just said, fuck off. And then he obviously mis- <laughs> misconstrued that as not me just having a bit of banter and saying, ah, fuck off, you know, whatever. He sort of got upset about it. And it's like, yeah. I don't know why you're being a dick. And I was like, oh, I'm not trying to be a dick. Apologies if you are yeah, right. So, again, so, so oh. for
1: those, those American fans who are out there that are joining us and might catch this po- uh, this podcast, video cast, um, and have a watch, understand we are Australian we will rip you and that is what (laughs) we do it is nothing personal it never is but if we've got um grounds to stand on we are going to go tell you to fuck yourself Mm. we are going to probably call you a um a word that isn't allowed on american tv and all of you are amazed by the amount of times we use it here in Australia. (laughs)
2: Don't worry, they're (laughs) amazed when we use it over there too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But reality is that's who we are. As Aussies, we're shit stirrers. Um, And if you go against what we stand for, um, I'm an Essendon supporter. I think Patrick Dangerfield is an absolute flog of epic proportions and is basically the LeBron James of the AFL. So if I want to call that out, I will call that out. Um, we don't hold back, we're Aussies, get used to it, embrace it, enjoy it.
2: Well, uh, while well, well, we're not making apologies for things, a little shout out to those that listen to the Solar Panel. Um, I've created uh, Saul's Swears for Kids jar, oh, and Jesus, I'm glad we right at the Bastard, I've glad we <laughs> at <right laughs> the Bastard, because there's nothing
1: going in there. <laughs> yes, um, there will be no apologies for swearing on this podcast, we're saying no. that's what we do.
2: And it's what nine o'clock at night.
1: And we're drinking, so you know, <laughs> yeah, it's beer o'clock. Beer o'clock. Cheers. All right. So we'll we'll move Hit on to our next. Um, we'll move on to the next part of the agenda, which is the Aussie Suns Fan of the Week. Mm-hmm. Uh so how this will work is that each week, whoever is on the podcast, I will ask them to nominate a um, Aussie Suns Fan of the Week for their activity throughout the page, the Aussie Suns Fan page as well as our group chat. Um, Now, again, while we're not handing out apologies, if you are not from Australia or an Australian expat, you ain't winning this. I'm not gonna vote for you. And as Ian says, I'm the godfather, so I make the fucking rules. (laughs) So to kick off, my nomination of Fan of the Week is Jono. Um, Jono Graham uh, was one of our uh, top posters for the week anyway. Um, was certainly in our top 10. He had the highest ranking post within the um, the page, which was who who's attended a Suns game and where did you attend. Uh, but not only that, he contributes within the page, contributes on the group chat, um, and is not a complete fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good prerequisite. That's a, that's that's a fantastic wrap a there for Jono. Shining so, recommendation uh, <laughs> there. Gab's in Nate, the corner, not a fuckwit. Us.
2: Uh, look, I, I've got to admit, I'm probably qualifying for Flog of the Week because I didn't pay a lot of attention <laughs> this week. It's had some shit going on. <laughs> I obviously missed that post that uh, was you've just said the most liked post of the week. I was like, shit, I missed that. Oh. Look, I was going to throw Gav a mention because you did this. <laughs> I mean, and th- I heard about it yesterday, and we're recording it now. So well done. Um, if I had to throw something else, out there, I'd throw Boy to mention. Boyd had um, some YouTubes from, was it Supreme Dreams underscore one, and that just took the absolute piss out of LeBron. And I just, I watched each of them about three times over. I was just <laughs> couldn't stop laughing. So he, he gets my vote just on cracking my pants.
1: And of um, course, Boyd's one of our favourites in the, let's be honest. Boyd dominates the He's group done change. me a solid before, so yeah. <laughs> Dominate, dominates a little bit of everything. And probably the only bloke in the group that drinks more piss than me.
2: <laughs> oh, he's solid. He's solid. <laughs> I'm pretty sure me and Ian ended up in a FaceTime with him during a game when he was at the tavern. Shit, that was funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we might get a few more of them over the next week if the Suns uh, can do the job on Denver. What do you got for us,
3: Cable? Uh, look, I'll be honest. I'm not a you know, I'm still relatively new, and I'm just seeing the names pop up. And I know you post a lot, Gav. Put all those really cool articles for us to catch up on if we've missed it. Um, but I'd probably say someone else that's been pretty active and you might have the stats there for me to back it up, but probably I'll nominate Trav Wright, Um Yeah. For, you know, he's been pretty involved in the last week and uh, yeah, why not? I mean, there's a whole list. I think you did give us a list of how many people that have been active in the group. So, yep. um, but yeah, I'll nominate Trav.
1: So, uh, and the group's been fantastic. And and obviously with um uh, I know that uh, we were hoping that uh, Ian would join us tonight, but obviously he might have had some other stuff that came up um, late. It should happen. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, obviously, uh, there's a couple of vulnerable mentions here um, that none of us have done, but Matty Bates um, has posted a lot this week and Jared Humphrey's always uh, is nice and active, but Trav's a really good nomination, particularly um, in the group chat, in the live chat. He's been phenomenal this week really really good so we've got three good nominations there now the problem is that we're all going to vote for our own nomination so i've got a little bit of a solution for that all right what we're going to do instead of us deciding those three nominations will go onto a poll on the group tomorrow for 24 hours and our group will decide who the fan of the week is yep that sounds good um so that, that will be uh, an ongoing thing when we run the uh, video cast or podcast. Um, but we have three fantastic nominations there, and we'll, let's see uh, who comes out the winner, which we'll announce on the next video cast. Flog of the week.
0: Okay.
1: I'm going to let you guys go oh. first here, um, oh, because my flog, flog, flog of the week is my flog of the week is the most obvious thing you'll ever hear in your life out of my mouth. So, uh, oh, mate, it to uh, be Victorian related. We'll we start with Cable. Cable, what do you got for us? Who's the fog of the week? I think it's LeBron James. <laughs> Can I
3: do
1: that? Hard nope. to argue. I know I was going to argue. argue with you, brother.
3: <clears throat> Hard to argue. Um, you know, I'll give a bit of a, a quick backstory in that I do respect he's one of the most talented and gifted players that's ever played the game. Hands down. Absolutely. I've got no issues with that at all. But I have never, ever... And, you know, all these people are so passionate. Why do you hate LeBron? And why do you think Jordan's the greatest? Blah blah blah. There's a good reason because his attitude always has been shit. Even when he was in Miami and he was sooking about the air conditioning and cramping up in that uh final series, he's <laughs> one always of my favorite moments. But that's the thing, he's you got to be a little bit classy. I know that's frustrating because you want, I know there's people that have that white line fever. I'm not the same, I hate losing, but you yeah. still have to go out with a bit of class and, and respect when you do lose, and I just feel like he just always every time I see him, he's suking about something. And look, every player does have a complaint to the refs this and that, but I feel like LeBron gets a lot of stuff that goes his way, and because he's talented and and that you know that's the rub of the green. But especially this week, I know there was a photo later that he gave uh, Booker a um, you know a jersey sign, all that stuff, and he said, goodbye, but even just the when they were losing and walking off the court with five minutes to go and stuff like that." I think that I think that's. I think that's just bullshit, and I'm like, he, he really. At the end of the day, it's it's embarrassing because really, someone like that, sh- he should be better than that. He should be. If you want to know, be known as a great, you know how long his
2: press conference was? Yeah, just you said he, he stormed off the court. He yeah. stormed off the court early. Did a 12 minute press conference. Well, a quarter, yes. quarter length, quarter length press conference.
1: Yeah, and and that's that's sorry the to, sorry thing. to I mean, cut you off, Cable. I just wanted no, in. No, no, no. Being yeah. a massive fog like that—that was the thing for me. Like, well. Look, don't get me wrong. I think of our generation, LeBron is the best player of our gener- of this generation right now. There is – I don't think there's any doubt about that. He's uh, all-around game, well, apart from when he doesn't play defense, um, is, is as good as what we've seen. And the generations are different. Jordan's generation was different. The way the game was played was different, which is why Jordan is the GOAT. Mm. But reality is that LeBron can only play in the generation that's put in front of him. And what he does in that generation has been sensational. I mean, the guy is a gun. But walking off the court twice this week, including the game after you lose, when you lose, you stay out there and you shake the opposition's hand. Now, there was a lot of, in the Jordan era, there was a lot of bullshit about Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons walking off. This was exactly the same as that. It was cowardly. Yeah. It was weak as piss. So I, I absolutely can't argue with Flog of the Week. Um, and the worst thing was that 12 minute pe- press conference. Nate, I reckon he mentioned <laughs> the injuries <laughs> and how they were unprepared. And every he did not give Phoenix any credit through the entire 12 minutes. It was more about how they were injured. LeBron, you're a fucking flog. <laughs> We could go on all night, but
3: uh,
2: that's settled.
3: I think look, the (laughs) injuries behind us now, (laughs) injuries do come into play. But did frustrate me that there was constant. I know, I know I was watching the the Phoenix feed with um the games anyway, so probably got a, a definitely an unbiased view, but. I was hearing a lot of feedback where everyone was supporting, oh, the poor Lakers kind of thing. They've got the injuries, but no one gave a shit about Chris Paul's injury. And that was never no, that's exactly seem- right. That was never seemingly mentioned. Look, people get injuries. And I know, look, at the end of the day, look, in fairness, I understand the Lakers had no continuity all year due to injuries to himself, Davis, and others. But teams have injuries. Teams have bad luck. And, you know, yeah. what, mate, you've won a few championships, but you've also got to almost handpick your teams, get your mates yeah. to come play with you. You know, get deals done to get the best side. I'm like, so you can't keep soaking because Phoenix haven't been able to do that. Other teams can't do it all the time.
1: That's right.
3: Giannis doesn't always get what he wants. He, the, the Bucks only get, you know, so shut up, LeBron. You get everything you want. Yep. So,
1: and don't go out and recruit a seven foot bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> what do you got for us?
2: <laughs> Mate, I'm, go- I'm going a little bit left to center, but I'll bring it back. I promise. Uh, My flog of the week is that dickhead who ran onto the court uh, court, uh, in game four of the Wizards 76 Sixers series.
1: What a wanker.
2: What a cockhead. Like, seriously. He's somehow got good enough seats that he can run onto the floor. He runs on. Security guy crash tackles him. Good And then Dwight Howard stands over him. If I'm looking up, the last person on that court, besides Embiid, that I want to see is Dwight (laughs) Howard. (laughs) <laughs> and, and maybe Russell. I don't know where Russell was running from, but if he had known what was going on, he would have been in there too. But the reason I've got an issue with that is I have been to Suns games and I don't want them to get any tougher to get good seats, you know? Yeah. I figured yeah. out how to how mm. to find the seats I want, how to get like the courtside package and stuff. And I don't want to get harder or dearer. Yeah. I don't want to be like going to a footy game in Perth where you sit behind that big bloody thing at yes. the Stadium and you gotta look through the prison bars to watch a game. Yeah, I don't wanna do that. So that's yeah, that's no, why that's, I'm bringing back
1: the Suns. That's a really, really my good combination. That is a really good and look, let's let's extend that to the wankers that threw popcorn and, balls sounds, and yeah. like they crowd behavior as a whole in the US fucking flogs. What's wrong with you people? Like, why do you have to spit on Trey Young? Why? Because he's whooping your ass. Like it he just doesn't it. make sense. <laughs> well, well, you know, he did we, it three I, more times. <laughs> I think, I think,
3: in fairness, I think us Aussies haven't been super fantastic at games too. There's always some dickhead that will throw a bottle. Yeah, or, there is, or whatever. So, I mean, I, I guess it's it's weird because I don't think I've ever heard of any of that kind of behaviour in American NBA crowds before, really. And then you see the popcorn go, like you said, the spitting, and then you go. What's going on? Is it people yeah. going crazy over COVID after COVID or something? I don't, I don't know, but it doesn't <laughs> feel like that's a thing that NBA fans do very often. Um, or yeah, I, we I heard,
1: we heard that. Um, I've heard that a lot on pods and sports shows, and they started talking about the fact that COVID came after COVID. They were allowed back into the games a little bit overstimulated, you know, just didn't know how to control it because they were just so excited that they were there. It's a fucking cop-out. Yeah. You know yeah. you can't throw shit at opposition players. You know you can't spit on them. You know you can't run onto the fucking court. Look, You can't throw bananas
2: either.
1: You can't throw <laughs> bananas? Cable, you're, you're spot on. At AFL games, we've seen those same fucking dickheads at times. But the reality is that it's always the minority that is that are going to cause what Nate Nate's talking about. If we can't go to the, I, I want to go back to the US and sit courtside at a fucking Phoenix game. Mm-hmm. But fuckheads like this are going to cost us.
0: Yeah, 100. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, my There's my my, uh, my nomination for Flog? American fans. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh. I know. Oh, the trend is set. I get it. I get it. You guys grew up in Phoenix. You know more than us. We're just Australians. Here's my answer to that. Fuck off (laughs) to the idiot that came on to the fucking Phoenix Suns Australian group and said, I know an NBA referee, so I know more than you. You're a fuckhead. That's why you got banned. That's why anyone else will get banned. Because I'll tell you right now that the people who follow the Phoenix Suns in Australia, have been through just as much fucking pain of you as you have. We aren't bandwagon jumpers. We have been there since, well, for me, it's been since KJ, Tom Chambers, Dan Marley before Barkley. For a lot of other guys, it was at the start of Nash, Marion, you know, seven seconds or less. These guys have been there. We have watched the last six years of fucking trash just like you have. So do us all a favour. The dickhead that I banned, can't even remember his name. That's how much he matters to me. American fans, we're an Australian group. We're going to vent because most of you are fuckheads. You all wow. get fired Let, up.
2: Let's, you Let's, let's analyse that. Yeah. Let, let's let's analyse the word fuckhead for a second. Okay. <laughs> so these fellas, and uh, I, you, you, go there, you can jump on the Metro, right? And you can get the stadium and you watch a game. I've done yep. it. The metro is easier than it is trying to get to the Gabba in Brisbane. What does it take for us to get to a game? we are got to get on a freaking plane. Exactly We've got to fly right. to LA. We've got to transfer to Phoenix. Pay a fortune in accommodation. Stay in a backpackers if we're really saving for the tickets. Yeah, yeah. If we get to a game, we're fans. Anyone that tells us otherwise from the states can get fucked.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's absolutely spot on. Fuck this light.
2: <laughs> Except for your electricity bill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely spot on. And that's what frustrates me more than anything. Guys, you you think that uh, we're personally attacking or doing anything. You need to understand that a comment like that is the most offensive thing that we could ever cop. We are fans just as much as you are. And it, uh, when I started following the Phoenix Suns, the only news I could get was a month after it happened, mm. but I fucking got it. I went through and dug through every single piece of that stuff. Mm. So from a... Wait, going back, Slam
2: was a band back then. Wasn't, I'm pretty sure I remember Lam, Slam, Slam was like was a 14-year-old. was
1: absolutely back then. One-on-one and and magazine? Keep one-on-one. Keep reminding me how old I am. Fucking assholes. Um, <laughs> hey we're all there with you bro <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the reality is we've all been Suns fans for as long as these guys have we know all the stories we know all the pain guys give us a go yeah alright vlog um, of the week same thing we'll put it on the website on the uh, Facebook page we'll see who the winner is um, personally I love my vote <laughs> I love my nomination but to be honest uh, uh I reckon I'm third here. LeBron and dumbass fucking fans, they're one two. Have <laughs> to be the votes. All, right, All right, next uh, next segment. I was going to say, can, can
3: I just quickly go back one second? Go, go. A late, memorable, and sorry, uh, honourable mention, I should say. I reckon Ian could be Flog of the Week for not turning up.
1: Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not, not, not going to jump on that yet until I find out why.
3: Yeah, that's no. Yeah, no, you know, this
1: is. There's always. He could have had a heart fuck, attack, and I'm just
3: giving him but shit. But fuck me, Ian!
1: Where the fuck are you? You were there today, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, good, good call. All right, next one. The important. Beer one, with? The important one for Australian fans: who the fuck do we want to have a beer with? Mm. Now. My bigger picture here is let's, let's not look at um, anyone from within our group because eventually we're all going to catch up and have a beer. We want to look bigger picture of who we want to have a beer with. And Nate, your turn, kick this one off for us.
2: Now, the, the, when you sent this out, I went with one direction, and then, well, not the group, and then I went back. <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked at your way you're stating it said, anyone currently in the NBA? So so what I was originally thinking, you said, have a beer with, I went, oh, oh, I wouldn't mind having a beer with Ryan McDonough. He's probably got a lot of spare time on his hand. Probably learned a few lessons he can
1: share. And he's magical on Twitter. Magical.
2: (laughs) Is he? Apparently
1: apparently the fucker still knows everything, even though he's been sacked.
2: Well, he did come from Boston. Mm. (laughs) Then I I thought about it I thought, so let's go current. So currently in the NBA, when I say in the NBA, I'm going to interpret that to mean currently involved with an NBA team. And I'm going to go with Jay Gasper. Jay is the head equipment manager for the Phoenix Suns. He's been with them for 21 years. Now, the reason I'm doing this is this guy is an absolute legend. I've had the privilege of briefly meeting him twice. Uh, The first time was the... uh, exhibition game where the suns play the brisbane bullets so i'm a brisbane guy member yep. of the bullets as soon as i saw they were playing the suns i literally started calling people i knew over there organized it and i got courtside seats right next to the sun's bench uh baseline but feet were on the court and jay would sit on the floor right in front of me and take care of all the towels the bottles the jerseys pre-game and stuff and the very first time like i was there because I was there for three games pre-season, he gave me this hat. So uh, this hat was uh, given out by the Suns players to all the Bullets players, and they exchanged. The Bullets gave them all a a hat from the Bullets, and the Suns gave them all one of these. Jay grabbed one, and he gave it to me. And I say, I've never forgotten that. But then it got better. So I went back 2019, November, uh, and I called out to him. I said, G'day. He pointed at me, and he threw me two jerseys. He threw oh. me Booker's Booker's warm-up singlet oh. and Baines' Baines's warm-up jersey, which was long sleeve. Booker had ripped the sleeves off his, and they got oh. the numbers written on the, written on the thing. Uh, so that guy's an absolute champion. And the reason I'd have a beer with him is I'm, I owe him at least three. They're on me. <laughs> yep.
1: But I think uh, if, if I can expand on that, fuck that man would have some stories.
2: Oh, hell yes. 21 years of that that organisation.
1: Oh, (laughs) that is why I would jump all over that beer with him. Could you imagine the stories that (laughs) man would have? That would be sensational. Ah, well, that's a a really, really good nomination. And um, just, again, to touch on that, next time you go, I'm coming with you. Because clearly you've got (laughs) fucking access where I don't. Because... I went over, although I was was in the Staples Center in fuck LA, um, I got nothing. So, uh, Cable, you want to run that's, next, or are you still researching
2: Staples right there? I was I
3: was kind of half researching because I kind of I lost my tack because I I thought it was more just any NBA related, not you, not current. You day. can give
1: you can give anything, anything <clears throat> you want. It doesn't have to be current. It just oh. in the in or around the NBA. If you got someone, throw it at us.
3: Well, the first one I would nominate is Dan Marley because he was my favourite player back in the day. And before we got on this chat, and before you joined us, gave me and Nate were talking about. You know, Nate had the the luxury or the the the, the lucky circumstance of going to Marley's bar and grill. <laughs> hey. Bar and oh, actually, you know what? I'll I'll let Nate, Nate, you tell That's... the story. No, this no, no. The...
2: Tell you know, because he just held up the jersey I was yeah, wearing I when I ran into Dan Marley. <laughs>
3: well, I was going to say, yeah. So, um, obviously, Nate told me a story off 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 air that uh, obviously, he went to Marley's bar and grill uh, a few nights in a row and then absolutely, you know, walked into him and wearing the jersey and got a photo. And, um, you for me, that's always been thunder meet Thunder Dan. I'm thinking, you know, he thunder seems Dan. like a good and the fact, like, again, like Nate was saying too, and, and you know, he wanted a place for his mates and that to go and have a beer and he bought the, the bar and grill and it became Marley's. So I think from that point of view, it'd be great to just go and have a steak and talk basketball or just even listen to his stories. Um, because I, I reckon I've got a four Marley jersey somewhere. Like I got a white one, the, the black Love one. It. I've I reckon I got his all-star uh jersey from ninety-four. Um so Gosh. I'm a big fan. I've got I've still got all the Marley basketball cards I had back in the day. I almost I actually almost <laughs> had a Champion upper action. deck, baby. Yeah, and you know, the, the funny thing <laughs> hold is, on,
1: hold on, wait, wait, stop.
2: We don't stop. This, uh, oh, you're gonna crack
3: I'm a gonna beer? Oh, I'll have a beer beef. with
1: I've got to get this. Right, all right, keep going. Well, I was gonna say,
3: the funny. the funny thing is, it's always been interesting how, um, and and a lot of the people in the group that will listen to this will uh, understand that Phoenix, even though they've been a quite successful side for A long part of their you know franchise history haven't necessarily been a, a well released uh, you know jersey or or team in Australia. How different? Oh, how I know with, with I mean, Barkley, there was Barkley stuff when Barkley was big and when he first went, and, and Phoenix kind of had that roll on with being in the finals, but there was still a lack of. I still remember going to Myers in the city, and for you know, I live in Melbourne, so the big Burke Street. And they used to have downstairs – remember they had a basketball ring and everything. They had a bar, yep. basketball court that had heaps of basketball stuff. And it was so hard to get anything to Suns. It was all – you know, when Grand Hill was be, started, Kevin Garnett. It was just all these other players, just no Suns. And the funniest thing was that I remember asking, them, oh, well, Phoenix, small market, blah, 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 blah. But then they actually had a Dan Marley Cleveland nice. jersey – and I, I was so close to him, I, I I regret not getting that. And that was that weird one. I remember, they had the black with the blues flash across it and the oh, orange numbers. Jersey. Yeah, but it was oh, like, Jersey. Jersey. yeah, but it was like, oh, it's Marley and, and Terrell Brandon yeah. and all those guys. So um, I've kind of lost my tra- train of thought a little bit. But oh, and I had a friend. Oh, really?
2: Who- you were having a beer with Marley.
3: <laughs> yeah. So no, look. You would have lost train of
2: thought with the beer anyway. Yeah, yeah.
3: Long story short, it'd be great to just talk basketball with him and and all that sort of stuff, yeah. and just talk the Suns. And obviously, he's in the Ring of Honor, and his his jersey's been retired. Um, the only other thing, like, I don't know if you got, did you buy Nate when you were there? Did you get any uh, Marley's Bar and Grill merch? Uh,
2: I yeah, I got gifted. One actually, (laughs) I got gifted a Marley's shirt because they got sick of seeing me every day. I was in there, I was just waiting. I was like, I must have gone five visits. And the manager uh, it came out and he actually gave me a shirt, asked me what size, and he gave me a Marley's shirt. That's Um, awesome,
3: and yeah, that is. Um, um, because I I will say that I actually am the rich,
2: rich was was... his name. He's moved on now, but Rich Richard was he was good. Oh, nice. Um,
3: yeah, I, I, I had a friend that they. They live in San Diego now, but they used to live in Phoenix. And I sort of talked about Phoenix and blah, blah, blah. And, like, oh, I I sent all these Tim Tams and Aussie stuff so to them and I've been chatting to them and all that. And then they sent me this package back and they got me a baseball that was used in an Arizona Diamondbacks game. So I went nice. into the crowd or whatever like that or, you know, nice. bullpen or whatever. Like, that's cool. But then she sent me, she goes, I knew you are a big Phoenix fan. So we went to Marley's Bar and Grill. So she got me the baseball cap Marley's. Oh. I know. I'm like, oh, that was awesome. And I'm like,
1: just the thoughtfulness <laughs> of that. And I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, never wearing that. That's just going to sit on the, that's straight uh, to the pool room. That's, a, that's an important thing for, uh, and I gave the American fans a spray before, but that's the important thing that people need to realize with us. And you spoke about going into Maya and um, trying to find jerseys and everything. Uh, even up until this year, you could not walk into a fucking sports shop and find a top. Or a app, or anything else that was Phoenix Suns. I'd walk into um, what's the what's the big store out at um, out at uh, High Point. Mm, I, I've
3: got no idea. Is it? There's cap? a there's a is specialised it, basketball
1: store. out it, there. Is um, it
3: like Caps Caps Z or I th- I
1: actually? I think it might be Mitchell and Ness. It might actually Maybe. be a Mitchell and Ness store. But okay, yeah. You could barely find anything yeah. to do with Phoenix. So I think I found a cap at some yeah. stage. But everything I own Phoenix was when I was over there in 2017. Yeah. Because you just haven't been able to buy it here. Yeah. My, I think my wife for Christmas a couple of years got me a, a uh, an original KJ um, jersey because KJ is my all-time favourite, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, where she basically had to order it from the States and it cost her 200 bucks American and yeah, blah, blah, blah. And lights. And the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> coal power, baby. Yeah. We
2: need that coal power.
1: But basically, it's um she she got me that, and then I had the surgery, and now it's like eight times too big for me. But I can't throw it out because yeah. we just can't get Phoenix merch. And you spoke about the Maya downstairs. Do you know where the only place I could find Phoenix merch was? The Vic Market. The knockoff jerseys at oh, wow. the Vic Market. Yeah. Where I used to go and buy Barclay tops. And that was yeah. about it. Um, and uh, to be honest, I loved that we made finals then. But I wasn't the biggest fan of Barkley because he came in from 76s, He was only there for a couple yeah. of years. Yeah. I was a fan of Marley. I was a fan of Chambers. I was a fan yeah. of KJ. Those were the guys that were there. Yeah. So, um, look, from a beer perspective, fuck yeah. I'd love to have a beer with Dan Marley. He'd be sensational. Um, Is that your vote? No, my vote, my vote is different and for different reasons. This week I want to have a beer with Jay Crowder. <laughs> yes. The reason I want to have a beer with Jay Crowder is the salsa dance.
3: Oh, I thought you were gonna say that you were gonna calm it <laughs> down.
1: Number one, Jay, you you were embarrassed in game three. LeBron, the bench, they laughed at you. They were fucking knob jockeys. What do you do? You flogged the shit out of him for the next few games. Then you salsa danced on his ass. So there's two reasons why I want to have a beer with Jay. Number one, fuck you, LeBron. Number two, if um, I'm, we're struggling with the ladies, we can just send him out, salsa <laughs> dance on the dance floor. Check those you know letters. what I'm saying, boys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. All of a sudden, the ladies are there. Jay, love it. Yeah, between his everything
2: it. and our accents. yeah,
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that's how. way. Uh, hey, while you are talking
2: how... on Jay, though, I had to watch the game back. I actually went and YouTube that because I remember watching it and I missed whatever he did because I saw Booker mouthing off and I saw Jay Carter take the sprint. He just like, What did <laughs> I miss? <What laughs> and I, when I Googled it back, you had to watch the left of the screen really quickly. You could just see him jiving. And I must have watched it <laughs> 10 times over. That was so funny.
1: My favourite part of that was They teched him and he just went Yeah right, fucked off That was brilliant (laughs) At least he got um, 12
2: to go Not like LeBron
1: (laughs) So there's our our, Who do we want to have a beer with Next We're just going to do a little bit of a um, A crystal ball So what I want to do with you guys Here is talk about the series Coming up, Denver Get each of your opinions. How many games are going to take us to turn the lights off?
0: <laughs> How many games
1: are going to take us to kick their ass? Um, who are the standout players going to be? Uh, and any other little um, magical pieces that you might have for this upcoming series? So let's kick off with let's cable. You can kick this one off. Ooh.
3: I, I I really don't know. I, I'll throw out that I was listening actually to the the solar panel earlier today, and uh, you know they they were pretty upbeat about beating Denver, and um, I'm pretty confident we can do that. But I mean, you just don't know. Like it is a game of matchups as well, and, and you've got to be on your game. You've got to be hitting hitting your shots, and 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 I, I don't know. I just think I think we have the advantage of Jamal Murray, Murray being out, so.
0: I definitely it think kills
3: us that prick. always kills us. Yeah, so I, I definitely think we've got the advantage in the backcourt with Booker and and Chris Paul, and I think even our bench. I think you know Austin Rivers and uh, who else they're going to throw up against us. Uh, we've got that covered, but again, those guys can't take it easy. Like Book has to make sure he's playing like he was in you know games one, two, and five and six, um, and Chris Paul the same. So they can't. Just expect it to happen because they're playing on, a, I guess, a lesser opponent. But then Jokic is going to be... Are
1: they uh, lesser?
3: I don't think they're lesser, but I think they they don't have their best team in. I still think they're a better team
1: than the Lakers overall, though. From a a balance perspective and a depth perspective, I think they're a better team than the Lakers. Lakers have got AD and LeBron, and if they were... would have been hard, but reality is that across the board and from a depth perspective, um, I think Denver have uh, a better side than the Lakers.
2: I'd like to jump in on, uh, Kay, where you, you referenced the, the solar panels uh, look at this. I, I was listening to Saul and Espo talk about this as well, and they spent a lot of time deep diving on DA, which was really interesting because the point of their synopsis was if we rely on Booker, we're no different to them yep. and we won't win. If we rely on our depth and Book has the freedom to either score or not score, essentially, and DA can shut down, not completely, but at least put a block in in the game for Joker, then I'd, uh, definitely the cards, they fall their way. I, I really like the, the time they took, though, to dive into DA on that um, that pod today. But um, if you
1: have a look at DA over the course of the season... His main opponents, if we talk the big centers in the competition, Da, DA has been damn efficient. Um, he has been he was very good against Jokic, uh, Jokic all year. He was great against MB. We only played him a couple of times, but he was really really solid, um, for, especially from a defensive perspective.
2: Ga is at his best now, not yeah. the regular season. So I think you're, you're right. He can handle it.
1: Built, built for playoffs, the boy. Built for playoffs.
2: I'm going to jump in there. And I'm going to lead with my Flog of the Week for next week, just because we're, we're talking about Booker and the, the backcourt. So I'm looking at this game and I'm looking at this series. Our backcourt's obviously waiting our favour, if, especially if Paul's healthy. Uh, Austin Rivers. <laughs> what a knob. Future, future Flog of the Week. Yep. It was it the, the twenty eighteen trade when he came across with Ubre, yep. um, and then refused to play for us because we weren't contenders, yep. so we released yep. him for twelve million yep. bucks. Yep. I'm just looking at the stats. He got forty minutes in the last game to put Portland away. His contribution was seven points and one rebound in forty minutes. If he doesn't start, it's
1: Kempasso.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's they're they're the starting point guards. Like, what are oh, hold, on, hold on, hold on. I was going to say let's, not,
1: let's let's not be unfair here. Compared to Kyle Kuzma, that's some pretty big minutes. Mm.
2: <laughs> okay,
3: I'm actually surprised. So
1: that sort of that version of him not
3: wanting to play in Phoenix is interesting because I felt like that's not what I heard. So I guess different people put out different things. I thought it was more. He came across, but there was definitely, Or maybe his manager didn't. It was,
1: it was, there was, there was definitely a two-way thing there, where Phoenix would have been, from what I heard and everything I read. There was a thing from Phoenix where it was, if he wants to play great, we'll keep him, but if he doesn't, we'll just we're happy to wave him. Yeah. Yeah. So, but still a wanker. No yeah, doubt yeah, about it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah definitely. Still yep. I, I hope he gets his forty minutes against the Suns. Because
1: oh yeah, I... well, I was, <laughs> one of my questions, one of my questions for you two was um, Jamal Murray out. Obviously, big, big out yeah. for Denver um, with their backcourt right now. Monte Morris is probably the most obvious choice, but who defends Peter? He's,
2: he's playing up at the moment, but. Do you think he's going to Who, get his thirty-three points every game yeah, no, against uh, our team? the team? No. Forget
1: the points. I don't care about the points. Who defends Booker?
2: Yeah, true. I mean, what is Monte Morris? He's like six-three less.
1: Booker posts him up all day long. Yeah, like uh, really, their options are Campazzo, Morris, and um and Austin. Whatever he's, we've got it bases. on
2: the backcourt. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, like, I agree. I'd love to see a good spread right across right across the team and, and shed. But having said that, I don't want to rely and, and put it all on Booker because he's technically, I guess, on paper, got the advantage at that position for this series. But if the opportunity arises where he can really exploit that, we'll just keep giving it to him. If he's yeah. winning and yeah. he's beating him off the dribble or, like you said, he can post up against whoever's defending him, just keep
1: giving it to him. As long he's as it's win proven, who he can cares? draw a double
2: team if can. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly.
3: And, and, we, and, look and at,
1: we look at we look at the last two games. He was he was the beige mamba in those last two games. <laughs> now, if he wants <laughs> to keep beige. that shit up, there is nobody in Denver who could stop him. They're gonna to have to run Michael Porter Jr., who can't defend. They're gonna to have to run a Jokic, they're gonna to have to run they've got nobody who can defend this guy. I mean, what, is Aaron Gordon going to defend him? Has he ever played defence? Even in the fucking movie he filmed, he didn't play defence. <laughs> I will say, um,
3: but but having said all that, you know, if Booker's having a little bit of a bad night and the, the shooting streaky and all that sort of stuff, like, I think DA will go pretty well. Um, but as a team, we've got to help him out. We've got to back him up and make sure, you know, Jokic is going to be there. If they're going to win games, he's got to have big games. So um, well, we just he's got going to, make, to play big minutes. Yeah. He's going to play big minutes. So we've got to make sure. All the guys and, have to play and big if minutes. That, actually, okay. Here's another question, right? Um, the two guys that sort of back up DA didn't get a lot of minutes in the Lakers' series, and that's Frank the Tank and Saric. Who. Who gets first
1: sort of crack at sort of backing? I him just up.
2: didn't get a single second.
1: Uh, Saric, Saric is not suited to Denver. So the only, the I think the only backup we can play is Frank. Mm.
0: Um,
1: I, I think Frank defensively can at least put a body in front of Jokic, um, yeah. where Saric, Saric's confidence is completely shot at the mm. moment. Um, Although, that fadeaway three in the last game. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> but defensively, Jokic will tear us apart if Saric mm. is on the floor. Um, so, well, realistically, I, a, I think Frank has to be the man. Will, will they...
3: So, another thing, I'm sure Nate heard this and they talked about in the solar panel, which I sort of agreed with, and it's a very, a very football or an AFL thing, for, uh, at least from my point of view, to do is go, well, if Jokic's on the floor, DA stays on the floor, and if he goes off, yep. you, DA goes off. When he comes back on, you go almost like just sh- and I think the they, shadow. Right? I was going to say, yep. he, you, they use the term shadow, and I was thinking the same thing. It's like, well, why don't you just – he
1: runs with him the whole time. I think he'll relish the agree. opportunity. I agree. The only problem – the well, only foul time that will happen trouble. is foul trouble. Yeah. So if, if DA gets into foul trouble, um, you, we're going to see more minutes from Frank. Absolutely. Um, I don't think – I agree with Nate. Uh, if you look at the last few games of the Lakers series, I don't think we're going to see a lot of minutes from Saric.
3: Yeah. But then having said yeah. that, it could be a bit of a horse, of course, seeing a little bit uh, the matchups, yep. and might I don't know something might open up for him in that. I just hope uh, Mr. Tory Craig gets a bit more of a run and hopefully his intel on knowing his ex-teammates will help also – that brings something else to the table that he, you know, even just a little bit more insight because he would have played a lot of, you know, a lot of training drills and sessions with the other boys that he would have played with at Denver. So hopefully he can bring a lot to the table to help out the Suns. Where they well, use him is going to be
2: the interesting part, though.
1: Sorry. Yeah, and I think that I think the beauty of this matchup is that Tori can slot in. So if we look at the setup from Denver, you, you, I mean, Yo, Yo, Jokic is. Um, Ayton and Frank. If we look at the other setup for the rest of the Denver team, you got MPJ and Aaron Gordon. MPJ, MPJ and Aaron Gordon turn the lights out. MPJ that and Aaron. Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> MPJ and Aaron Gordon are perfect matchups for Bridges, Cam Johnson, Tory, Jay Crowder. So we uh, the Lakers game particularly before AD got hurt, made it hard for them to slot AD in. This matchup is perfect to see more Tory Craig minutes. Then with their front court, I mean, you've got campaign, book, CP3. um, I, I don't think that we're going to see any major minutes from any of the other guys, but those guys can easily rotate through there from a guard position. So... From a matchup perspective, I think we're far better suited to Denver.
3: Agreed, agreed. I definitely, in, I'm don't I'm not taking this series easy at all, and, and not to disrespect the Nuggets, but I was definitely more worried about the Lakers going into that series. So I'm definitely a lot more confident with the team we've got going in, and, and the depth in that team, and and also now they've had the experience, like. Booker and some of those guys never really played playoffs and and now they've had that experience, they've won a series. So I guess in a way there's no excuses. They can just go full tilt and hopefully they beat the Nuggets. But the Nuggets have also been pretty good the last couple of years to really smash in hard and Mm -hmm. and and push push teams. Like at the end of the day, they've been good in playoffs. Yeah. They've they've been in some great series. They've never never, and, and a lot of times when I think similar to how we were perceived the bookies in the whole Lakers series is never the favourites pretty much no. like I feel like the Nuggets have never really been given the respect but they just keep, like, especially last year in the bubble they just kept beating sides and the year before that they yep. sort of upset sides because they take it, if they took it to the game seven they didn't care, they would get it done and uh, so that's the only thing that concerns me, I just think we're probably a little bit lucky there, a bit light on for, for good players at the moment
1: Yeah. Alright Nate What's your series prediction?
2: Ah, personally, I'm leaning towards the sixth game. Hmm. I'm I'm just—I don't want to see it to go to seven. And I think uh, I don't think the Suns will want to see it go to seven. Um, If Chris Paul is trending in the same direction as he was at the end of the Lakers game and getting better, and campaign keeps doing that thing, I think they can get it done. The backcourt's just too strong. Yeah, all yeah. they've got to do is figure out Joker and I, I think they can figure this one out in six.
3: Um, yeah, I, I think the same thing. I, well, I hope it's six. I, like, I hope it's less. I hope we sweep them. But um, I think the reality <laughs> is six is probably, you know, I wouldn't surprise me if we could win maybe the first two and then go to Denver and drop one. Uh, I think it's all about... They're They're big guy, and unfortunately, and I feel so like I feel a little bit bad because he seems like a nice guy, like he's a likable player. So, um, that's upsetting me. How
1: nice he is is upsetting me. Well, I don't,
3: I don't have any, I, I, well, but he's not, I don't have any issues with him. So it's like, well, he's working hard. That's what sucks. And he's a bloody good at the end of the day, he's a bloody good player. uh, And for his size, which is not, well, it's become a bit more commonplace these days, but you know, back in. Back in, Because if he was a player in the seventies, eighties, or even early nineties, yeah. he would be. He he would just, well, MVP, was. like MVP? It's
1: the bonus
3: MVP. senior. Yeah, it's just crazy how good he is. Um, yeah, but uh, look, there's a part of me that wishes they kind of had full strength. So it would be a, uh, you know, like almost not a fair matchup, but it would be like we could, yeah we beat them at full strength, but I mean. Teams get injuries. Chris Paul's not hundred percent. It'd be nice to even have an opportunity to rest him a little bit more if, if we're starting to be up in games and make sure that shoulder is one hundred percent. If we can get further, so um,
2: injuries aren't unique to this season, but no, uh, every, every year, oh, no. oh, yeah. every year, game. it's it's the the winner is who sustains the best to the end. Oh that's yeah, year, that's, that's injuries without them. So that's, I'm, I'm going to sit here and take that cop yeah. out.
3: Yeah, well, no, no, I don't think they're even that they're that inclined. I don't think the Nuggets would make any excuses like the Lakers did. So, um, but yeah, that's that's I like I like to think we get the job done in six. Um, I don't. Yeah, really I'm
1: like, a, I'm a bit the same. I think um, I think that Jokic will get us in two games. Hmm. Um, let's be honest, the guy is the NBA MVP this year. Um, you're not the MVP if you ain't the best player in the competition. I think he gets us a couple of times. Um, I think we do win it in six um, is my prediction. Um, I'm with Cable. I hope we sweep him. But I I just think that, uh, look, Jokic is too good to get swept. Um, He will push us to the limits, but we will get it in six. Um, I do agree with Nate. Injuries-wise, look, reality is you've got to stay healthy at this time of year. That's half the point of the um, of the season and why it goes so long. Um, we have been healthy, generally. I mean, Chris is obviously struggling a little bit at the moment, but um, Suns in six. book it. All right. Book it. All right, last segment of the night. We are we have decided to run a Suns uh, Aussie Suns, Aussie fans multi. So each time we run the podcast, we will run a multi. So we're looking at tomorrow night's game. Um, I do have Ian's leg, which is a double-double for DeAndre Ayton. Um, so that will be leg one. We will have four legs. Um what will happen is I'm going to front up the cash but we're only gonna put two bucks on it
0: um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> go and have a piss cable oh, thanks there we go <laughs> it, would not the be an Aussie, here. it would not be an Aussie <laughs> podcast without a piss um, we have uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, pony up the coin. A whole two dollars, I'm gonna pony up. That's
2: just, uh, um, f-
1: we'll, <laughs> we're gonna have a crack, we're gonna put a f- fuck you light, <laughs>
2: we're gonna <to> pay the <laughs> electricity
1: bill. <laughs> we're gonna have, we're gonna have a, it. A, I, I wish I could work in and just leave it on. Um, we're gonna have a four leg multi, three guests. Uh, the, the big three will put a leg in and our guest. Um, unfortunately, we're only the big two tonight and our special guest who slotted into the big three beautifully. Um, But we're going to have a four-leg multi, two bucks on it. If we win, we just keep rolling it over. What we're going to try and do is get as much money as we can um, so that when we have catch-ups in whatever states we have catch-ups, we'll be able to put some money on the bar and buy some wings and drink some Budweisers. So we have a double-double for DeAndre Ayton. That has come from uh, Ian. So, Nate, what is your league for tomorrow's game against Denver? Game one.
2: It's uh, I was looking at Sportsbet and um, shout out. Uh, the three-pointers.
3: Don't worry, Sportsbet will sponsor us. One point.
2: Good one. <laughs> they'll,
1: they'll, be on Look, they'll be on board.
2: I, I, I couldn't believe Sportsbet had uh, D-Book paying five to one to make four plus made threes. Nice. I just couldn't believe it. Uh, Jay Crowder was paying uh, 3 bucks for four plus made threes. I think it was 3 bucks. No, less. $2. Yeah.
1: Coming off so
2: the game. $3.30. No, $3.30 $3. $3. $3 for uh, Jay Crowder or $5 for book tip for more. And uh, with coming the backcourt as big as it is. Yeah. But without backcourt. And like you pointed out before, Caleb, yeah. Booker,
1: four plus. done. Um, Booker, four plus threes is our second leg. Cable, what do you got for us? What's your leg? Mm, well, see, this is
3: the one that's a little bit risky. And I, I don't even think there's about a massive amount of value in it. But assuming he's close to 100% fit, I was going to say eight plus assists for Chris Paul CP three, oh, it's a
1: lock.
2: I said that the other day too. I had him down, and I missed a multi because he could. He, he sat down second half of the game. He just well, didn't need to play, uh, so he sat down. Well, it's and to... I was like, "Oh, come on, he's got to get the minutes too." <laughs> yeah,
3: and you're right. I mean, even in um, off um, when we struggled a few um, for those couple of games that we lost, and then we came back and. Booker had sort of struggled. I I think I'm pretty sure I put in the group, yeah, 40-plus for Booker tonight. And he he got to 30 really quick, and then it was the, – they were up by 30 and, in game five, and they kind of got sat. But I'm like, oh, so he would have – I reckon if he had stayed in, he could have easily got the 40. And then obviously game six, they kept him in, and he got the 47 pretty easily. So um, that's the only thing with these multis. It's like if there are – if the game's close – they, and they're still in the game and they're contributing and they get it. But if, they, if if the lead's so big and you've got the opportunity to rest those players and they're not getting injured and they're ready to go for game two, three, four, why wouldn't you rest them? I get it. But then it kind of fucks your multi a bit, doesn't
1: it? But uh, look, multis are great. We all throw them out there. But, but we take the win. Take the win. The reason, the reason we do this is to have a fucking crack. Yeah. So I love the eight plus assists. Because CP3 will have A-plus CS by halftime. <laughs> there
2: you go. My league,
1: I have pulled it back a little bit to what I kind of preempted with you guys earlier today. But I'm throwing D-book in for 35-plus. Yep. Denver do not have someone to defend this bike. He will have 35-by-three-quarter time.
3: I I agree, but then does that play into? Does he need to go for the? If he's got almost undefendable, does it? Will he go for that many threes to get the four?
1: Maybe not. Maybe
3: not. We, maybe
1: not. Uh, I think yeah, we can blame Nate. We can blame <laughs> Nate for the misses. Yeah. As long as he has the thirty-five plus, we can blame Nate for missing out on, on the threes. Because
2: yeah, that's my multi-leg, so, of course. Yes. Yeah.
1: And now. The only other thing, so our multi is, guys, watching, a double-double for Aiton, book four plus threes, CP3, eight plus assists, D book 35 plus points. I'm going to throw a stabilizer in there as well. Just Can we just a can we say before we go,
3: can we just go, yep. we're, we're, we're betting through sports bet. Um Through sports bet. But also just for our fans, gamble responsibly.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I love Let's it. I advice. love it. I love it. Well done. Um, we're going to throw in, and this will be a staple bet for the Suns um, fan, Aussie fans podcast or video cast, yep. whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. We're going to throw in Mikael Bridges for one block. Ooh, I like That, that. will go in every single bet. So from here on forward, Mikhail Bridges, one block. Who's it one, who's one, bo- get, do you reckon? one block or one he's gonna steal? He's going to get MPJ, right? Well, I, I was going to put Mikhail... Fuck you, Light. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to put Mikhail for two steals, but I like the one block. He always tends to get one with those long arms. Too, for, but,
2: the, for the, uh, uh, I think
1: the stabilizer, the game, the you mo- didn't the thing to go with Suns' win. <laughs> yeah, it might. <laughs> oh, all right, well, who stabilizes <laughs> Suns' <laughs> Win. So it's a six-leg multi. McCall one block. Suns win. Nice. I like it. it. I like let's it.
2: talk about who's going to get that block on.
1: Uh take your pick.
3: Because I'm except just looking for, at MPJ Six foot ten. Oh, you know, hopefully,
1: hopefully, it's just this huge one on Austin Rivers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> on, on the fast break, <laughs> when, Austin Rivers thinks yeah.
1: he's, he got it and just fucking bang. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've Isn't got I've an even better ball? one. Austin Rivers tries to pop up for a three and Mikael blocks him where the ball goes straight back in his fucking nose. There you go. The That's the block I want. <laughs> that is the block I want, Mikael. Make it happen. So we have our multi. Um, we have touched on pretty much everything. So what we will do is give each of you um, three minutes to talk about whatever the fuck you want. Oh.
2: Go. Hey, I got to the air. I got
3: cable. to the air. And You're up first. Yeah, you go, Cable. Oh, geez. What do I want to
2: talk about? Right, look, Off script. <laughs> Off script.
3: Want,
1: we'll, we want to talk about the suns, but. I Number guess, one, show but, me your top. Stand up, show us your top. Yeah, bit of book. Bit of book, action. Well, well like, you know what? It was the only thing I could get. Literally,
3: it was actually through the Nike website the Nike store that kind of links to the UK and, but was kind of Australia. And I was like, surprised they had it. I'm like, I just ordered it straight away. Like, Cause I've typed Phoenix into the Nike store in the last few months and nothing comes up. Cause I was hoping I was last year, I was hoping to get Uber junior jersey. And I was like, just nothing was just coming through. And it's ridiculous. Like you said earlier in the podcast that uh, trying to get any sort of jersey and stuff, you're like, I'm an eye, but then you convert it to American dollars and it's got to get sent here. And then, a jersey that should be only about a hundred dollars is is you know upwards of two hundred plus, and you go, yeah. I'd almost never wear it because I don't want to get it wrecked because it's just too you know, it's kind of ridiculous. I
1: I don't understand. Uh, and and the originals, the fucking numbers fall off and the names and everything. Well, you're right too. Like, see,
3: even even this, even this one's like an iron-on kind of number and all that and all the printing. I've only worn it a couple of times, but you kind of go, just they're not built for longevity either. So. It's a lot of bloody money, but anyway, no, I was just going to say, like, um, just for the hopefully the people that tune in, I'm a new member, and but I've um, you know, you t- keep talking to this bandwagon that we jumped on, but I didn't, I don't feel like I jumped on a bandwagon, I just picked this right, right, slide, right. and um, I'll tell you my, I'll tell you why, why Barry for this, follow the sons, and I love that, um, and you Go guys can jump on it too, but I'll be honest and upfront with all of you now, my. Uh, an mission. The first ever team I kind of technically followed or was interested in, as a kid, was the Lakers. And I'll right, tell you, kick him off, kick him off you now. <laughs> but, I, but I saw the light. I saw the sun <laughs> through the the trees. No, but I'll tell you why. Because growing up in the '80s, you know, NBA started to become a thing in Australia because of Jordan, because of Magic, and Larry Bird, and those guys, and it started to filter into the to just the Australian, you know, way of life and just in the sports shows. So my old man was a big fan. Like he wore the number 32 playing footy and that was his number. And he just liked the idea, like magic and saw some highlights. So he was, he wasn't even a fan of the Lakers or anything like that, but he was just all magic Johnson, number 32. And I just sort of got attracted attracted to that. But again, when you see only the best sides, in highlight reels on t- Australian TV and highlights packages and stuff like that, the only teams you get to know are, especially in the eighties, were the Celtics, the Detroit Pistons, the <laughs> Chicago Bulls,
2: especially um, over here, yeah, and,
3: and 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 Lakers. So I didn't get to know any other sides in in the competition until the Lakers versus Celtics computer game, and that's when I I sort of fell in love with the Phoenix Suns because. Everyone would always always played the Lakers or Celtics, but in that game, that computer game, for those that don't know it, was a game where you actually could play any of the playoff teams from that year, which was oh, I think eighty nine. So that was the opportunity. I got to beat Tom Chambers, Jeff Hornacek, Dan Marley, Kevin Johnson, all those guys, and I don't know why it just it stuck from there. And then I started trying to follow and get as much information on the Phoenix Suns from there and. Obviously, I got a little bit lucky later on. Obviously, once Charles Barkley got traded there, it became a bigger, bigger deal, and once they had a bit more success. But uh, Lakers versus Celtics video game uh, introduced me to the Suns, and I just always loved the name Phoenix. Like again, I didn't know all my American cities, but like you just think Phoenix sounds like a really cool name, and the Sun sounds like an awesome name, and uh, purple and stuff. And it was kind of similar to the Lakers, but. Personally, and that, that's the other reason why I'm not a Lakers fan because I felt like everybody just picked the easiest side to fight. You pick the side out here. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what I mean. It's like, it's so easy. Like so many people that I, I hear, and especially young Lakers, it's like, you know, it's so easy. You just met Kobe, you saw Kobe as the best player in the league and they'll win. So you jumped on the Lakers. I'm like, no, it sounds hard. Like I'd rather people follow basketball than not. But it's like, eh. but did you really try and Identified with the team, and no, you just jumped on the the best thing in town, and you've stuck with it. Or, or a lot of people don't really stick with it; they pick and choose when they fucking suits them. Like Daniel I mean, Torres, up follow, follow player. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's another vlog so,
2: of the week on the way. Daniel yeah.
3: Torres, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's my history. I I think I've been a long time fan. I've been, and then that's when people ask me, "Oh, like, you you were just on the Nash days?" And I'm like, "No, I was bloody there before. Way before Nash was even a rookie there, like." You know, I was there before Barkley, so I'd like to think I've been very yeah, passionate. Sorry. Yeah, well, Nate, you, what's your? Wrap up. tell us your history. Nate,
1: give it to us, Nate. Oh, before oh, you do, Nate, uh, before you do, before you do, Suns fan, fan Exclusive, there is now two of us that need to quick piss. <laughs> There's
2: two of you that need to quick piss.
1: What <laughs> do you need to go? Cable now? piss. Kate, C- Cable stuck out for a quick piss before I just stuck out there. Oh so, was, you know, uh... I'm,
2: good. <laughs> I'm gonna hold it. I can hold it for six minutes. I'm good.
1: <laughs> All right, mate, give it to us. How did you become a Suns oh, fan?
2: Oh, that was originally '93 team Dan Marley. You know, um big white guy that could do everything, you know. <laughs> what's not to like? You know, it's um the team itself, uh just something about it that wasn't mainstream. That's why it appealed yeah. to me, but in that era, we got enough of a taste of it. Like you said, um, you know, a, a cable that you, you only get exposed to so many teams. So you, yeah, outside of the Slam magazine and everything else and the trading cards, uh, where does the influence come from? And for some reason, it was always Dan Marley for me. That was the reason I'm a Suns fan. Um, half the the bucket list thing that I wanted to get there, uh, you know. And that when you talk about the fans that jump between teams. And they say, I follow a player. Uh, well, fuck you. Yeah, uh, one definitely. of my best mates is one of those guys. And we argue yeah, all I'm the time. Too. And he's just like, you oh, tell, but you know, I'm a fan of yeah, fucking LeBron. I'm like, oh, that makes it worse. I mean, yeah. <laughs> pick a fucking yeah. team. Stop buying jerseys for everyone under the sun and buy eight different color sets for your one team. Yeah. And uh, the, the, there's such a sense of enjoyment when you sell into a, an organization and then you finally get to go to that city in America. You yeah. feel connected to that city in a bit of a different way. becomes very, so I, I would like to call Phoenix my second home. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to, to get there three times in the last five years. Oh, and I nice. absolutely love the joint. Uh, and people, you tell that to people and they're like, oh, so what do you like about Phoenix? Uh, that's why, why would you want to go to Phoenix? And I just show them a picture now, I, I'll share it on the, the group. Uh, I took a picture when I was leaving Phoenix the last time and when I was landing in LA. And then I put the pictures side by side. And the picture of Phoenix was just perfect shades of brown and landscape. And it was just pretty. And the picture of LA was black. Yeah. No word of a lie. Side by side, it was just perfect landscape, black. And it's just like LA's a fucking toilet. <laughs>
1: simple <laughs> i love it i absolutely yeah. love that and, and look i think all of our experiences are the same i mean i, I don't know about you i'm 43 so i i started following the nba oh, geez 1987 and it was the year kj was a rookie um started with cleveland yep. um went across to the suns um phoenix were no good they were terrible um KJ ended up over there. We had Tom Chambers come in from Seattle, I think, Mm -hmm. at the time. Um, Dan Marley ended up coming in just afterwards. Um, And what I did was I watched a couple of highlights on NBA action. Saturday, (laughs) 11 a.m. 30
2: tight minutes.
1: (laughs) Every single person at my school barracked for Chicago, L.A. or Boston. That was that was the exposure that people got. And make no mistake about it, outside of KJ, my favourite player of all time is Magic Johnson. I used to love watching watch Magic Johnson. He, he was unbelievable, what, what he could do on a basketball court. Didn't mean I didn't hate the fuck out of the Lakers.
0: <laughs>
1: I hated them so much. But that, that Phoenix Sunside side just caught me. Um, and then similar to Cable, Charles Barkley joined and all of a sudden we were a title contender. Um, it was an amazing time to be a Phoenix Suns fan because nobody else banged for him. Nobody. No. Um, so we all of a sudden we're playing Chicago in the finals and John Paxton is a fucking wanker who's dead to me. But <laughs> it was it was amazing. To be involved little white guy time. that
2: can only do a few things, as opposed Bastard. to a big white guy can do everything. He hit,
1: <laughs> he hit one shot in his whole fucking life, and
2: it. It had to be that God. one.
1: <laughs> um. Anyway, but the, this uh, is an
2: Aussie Aussie Suns fans page, right?
1: That's what we do. Um. Okay. Reality. Is, oh, I Bain-Z! love that. Yeah, you should have Bain-Z! showed us that earlier. You should have showed us that earlier. And we did speak about it earlier.
2: And this is why we need a video because if there's people are just listening to this and that's (laughs) your
1: statement. (laughs) One of my regrets is that Bainesy isn't our backup center this year because uh, while he's gone to Toronto and sucked up the world, he's been fucking horrible. In Phoenix, he fit. He couldn't.
2: Couldn't be any better or any worse than what we got. Really, I mean, no friends to Frank, but fuck.
1: Well, <laughs> reality is we signed Sarich as a trade piece. That's what we did. Um, we should have signed Baines. Should have yeah, let Darri. Same go money would have got Signed Baines. Yep. So, but no, uh, as a as a Suns fan, I, I mean, I've been a Suns fan forever. I've been through the pain. I went through the pain of Robert Ory. Mm-hmm. Um. What a piece of shit!
3: Yeah, Robert cost us that, that title. That, That's That's vlog of the week next
1: week. <laughs> oh, Costas! There's a list coming. Actually, it's a of the we, have, you
3: know, <laughs> we should have a retrospective vlog <laughs> of the you know of the decade and all that. We, Look, a,
1: we're Suns fans. Robert Ory has to be the greatest vlog of all time, really. Wow, that, I that mean, that the, whole, you know, the funny it's funny you bring that up because that whole
3: trade for Charles Barkley, obviously when Charles wanted out. We got really in the end, we got nothing from Houston. Like every nothing. one of those guys left. Like Hori yep. went straight away. Cassell did he even play, did he even suit up for us? I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure he I was. Used to love,
1: at Houston, I loved Sam Cassell. He was fucking useless. But like, I, I I don't know. Did he even play? I don't even know us? if he played. I don't, I don't even know. He I played. thought he's I reckon he was straight a
3: straight wave or he was yeah. on traded straight away. But then that was the thing. He was good in Houston as a backup or whatever. And then he just bounced around from team to team for a while. So yeah. But I mean, you sort of think, well, I don't know what we're doing there, but yeah. That may be your next podcast, the-
1: some of the worst trades we've ever made. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I, I I think as Suns people, we have a few. I mean, oh, letting oh, yeah. go of the letting go of the Morris brothers, what a fucking blessing. <laughs> well, we should oh, have I'm, I'm
2: still I'm Michael Beasley still tortures my dreams.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Mind you, Mook did hit seven threes today.
2: Fuck him.
1: Yeah, fuck him. Mm. Um, <laughs> we also had Andrew Baker for a while.
3: <laughs> There's definitely some funny ones that we've had over the years and you sort of think, why? And then you think, oh, that was a good trade. And then, no yeah. Didn't get it did
1: Well, even when we traded for Fat Shaq, Everybody sort of lost their minds. But what? Fat Jack went all right in Phoenix. He wouldn't be. still played
2: basketball. Yeah, he was good. You can remember him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not like Bogut, for example.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, just an interesting one while we're all on. One of the most underrated traits we had was Steph Marbury.
2: He
1: went quite underrated well at
2: wasn't? Yeah. Wasn't really underrated at the
1: time. But... As a lead on to that, have we had the greatest mix of point guards ever to play the game? And never won a title. Never won a title. But KJ, Penny, um, Steph Marbury, Steve Nash, uh, Chris Paul now. Kids like uh, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. Um, Eric Bledsoe. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's funny you say that too because
3: I think when you think of point guards, I, I actually do think, we, Like, we again, this might be something we can do for another podcast or in the group, but like when well, you try 90
2: minutes if, if
3: tra- into this shit. No, no, you, <laughs> no. But if you, no, no. But all- it's, it's been so much fun though. But if you think about if you picked your, not necessarily your best side for Phoenix, your all time Phoenix Suns side, but your favorite all time side. It's very hard to pick your point guard because we've had so many good point guards come through Easy for the mate. franchise. Whereas other positions you go, oh, you know, there's one or two standouts or there's two or three and, and you might not be a fan. And say, even Barker, you go, no, I, I like Danny Manning better or, or or Tom Chambers better, whatever. But I think point guard in Phoenix over the journey, we've been pretty stacked. and we've that's even, And that's even before, like, again, like you said, 87. I'm probably 88, 89 a fan you go back even further when you start to look at the history of the Suns and, and look at some of the even the old school, like legends of Phoenix, yeah. they're all point guards too, or point guards, shooting yeah. guards. And you go, geez, like you think about it, like
1: we've had those, some rippers.
3: Oh, absolute rippers. So you go, how can you even st- Like you'd almost pick a whole side of 15 players of just pure yeah. point guards. Like that's how good it's been. But the problem is, I guess having all the other positions covered in that same year and but like to think that we had Nash as a rookie and Jason Kidd was a premier guy at the time, and Nash had to go somewhere else to just get more, like, get more court time and experience, and then come back. You know, kid, kid, having a, going kid, kid having an issue or yeah. uh, maybe beating up his wife or whatever it was. And <laughs> it was not. <laughs> beating, beating, Phoenix franning on that, and they did a deal. And then, long story short, in a roundabout way, Nash comes back and he wins MVPs at Phoenix because he loved to play so much. I mean, it's kind of crazy. But we've always been blessed at that position. It's just, unfortunately, in a lot of those times, we never really had the best centre for a long time. And that was what Barkley used to complain about. It's like, you need to get me a good centre here. And that was, maybe that's what never really got us over the line in those years either. Yes.
1: Yeah, we it's just sad. we couldn't, we just couldn't. We were always one piece short, always one piece short. Anyway, guys, as Nate said, we've gone ninety minutes. It's been fucking brilliant, though. Um, Nate said it was obviously like it was a bad thing. No, <laughs> I, I I've I've absolutely loved it, boys. So thank you very much for jumping on. This will be, without question, the longest uh, video cast we have.
2: Oh yeah, um, there'll be agenda agenda. It is. Tight.
1: It is the first episode. The, considering what we've covered, the next episode should go for four minutes. Um, so,
2: Imagine if Ian was here as well.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, thank you very much, mate. Fantastic of you to jump on. Um, Thanks so. for asking this morning. I,
2: it's good.
1: I think, I think this is going to be something that ongoing is going to be great fun. Cable, thank you so much for being the, uh, the, the IT whiz that gets all this going for us. Um, I think we should probably <laughs> run help. one. I think we should probably run one directly, um like probably Tuesday, directly after game one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we'll see how that goes. We'll, we'll send some messages out. Phoenix Suns, Aussie fans, thanks for tuning in. Um, hope you enjoyed it. And this will be the longest one. We will cut it back after this because we won't invite Nate anymore clearly took up too much time <laughs> um, love you guys oh, thank you so leak. much for making thank you so much for making Aussie Suns fans the uh, the greatest group in Phoenix Suns land and look forward to chatting everyone, thanks boys As Chris Paul gets in,
0: another wide open three Suns Pierre Cardin Suns Suns you know yeah, valley, P-h-o-e-n-i-x. Phoenix Suns and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. P H O E N I X. Phoenix Suns and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. Chris Paul bring a dinner with the dish. D Book on the corner with the switch. We the valley, hating with the dunk. Pulsarizing, now the crowd getting pumped. We the best, I ain't talking about Cali. Who's next? Never winning in the valley. Can't wait for that championship rally. Send them home, send them back to Cali. Stand up if you're down for the suns. Put a finger in the air, we number one. one. P H O E N I X. Phoenix Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, Yeah, we working for that championship ring We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. P H O E N I X. Phoenix Suns and you know we up next Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the Valley, it ain't nothing but a thing